Welcome to Decode Your Burnout, the podcast where we crack the code on burnout based on three primary factors, your programming, environment, and personality. We also feature experts who debunk the myths about what it takes to be successful in their industry and spin those tips to fit the workplace so you can optimize the way you work. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon Grossman, a psychologist turned coach, author, and burnout expert. If you're burned out and want to go from exhausted to extraordinary, book a free breakthrough session with me by going to bookachatwithsharon.com. And if you want to see how you're doing and what to focus on next, download the burnout checklist. You'll find the link in the show notes or go to bit.ly forward slash check your burnout. Now let's get started. Hello, Decode Your Burnout fans, and welcome to another episode with me, Dr. Sharon Grossman. Today, I'm joined by Craig Goldberg, who's a relaxation expert and technologist on a quest to help humanity achieve a deeper sense of inner calmness through the use of sound and vibration technology. He is a vibroacoustic therapy practitioner, and his work is backed by 40 plus years of research showing the many benefits of this type of therapy. He's also a patented inventor, constantly exploring new ways to use sound and vibration to help people reduce stress and anxiety, heal and transform their lives for the better. Craig is passionate about his work and truly believes in its ability to provide a path toward a more peaceful and fulfilling life. Craig, welcome to the show. What's happening, Doc? How are you? Good, good. I am excited about this topic because this is really unique and different, right? This is something that, I mean, we talk about stress all the time and we talk about different things that are commonly talked about, like Mm. the importance of sleep and exercise and relaxation, but this is a different kind of a thing. This is very specific Um, and perhaps something that people don't usually gravitate to or don't even know about. And so I think that's really important to open their eyes up to something new that they can try. So I'm excited for you to share that with us. But before we dive into all of that, I know that you've got a burnout story or story. Um, How how much time do we have again? Only 25 more minutes? I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. So um, anything you feel comfortable sharing that you think people need to hear uh, based on your experience, I think would be really valuable. Yeah, uh, totally. First of all, super grateful to be here. This this topic is something that's near and dear to my heart because this is literally at the core of our business and what I've set out to do professionally with my life. Um, congratulations. You and I have co-created along with everybody that's listening, quite the complex day-to-day life. Uh, the The culture that we've co-created, the society that we've co-created we almost wear like a badge of honor how busy we are, right? To a point where it's like, hey, how are you? Busy, right? Like, cool. Like, are you fine? Are you good? Are you great? Are you amazing? Are you fantastic? Busy is more than often, more often than not, the answer that people give. So we kind of wear this as this badge of honor that we've got a lot going on, that we're nonstop. I don't know about you. I have a to-do list that never ends. It's not possible for it to end. There isn't enough time in the day or series of days and weeks for me to get all the things done that I need to get done between my business, my amazing marriage, my wife, my daughter, 
her business, the needs of my in-laws and my parents and call your grandmother every day. That seems like a priority. I'd love to do that. And yet I don't get to do that. Her 95th birthday is on the second. It's in like a week and a half. My entire family is going down there. I can't make it. Why? Too much going on. So there's a common thread, first of all, that weaves throughout our society. And that is we've got a lot going on and it's really hectic for us just to keep our head above water between dry cleaning, taking care of the lawn, keeping the garage organized. The list just keeps going on and on and on, right? So there's the societal expectations that we put on one another. Just forget about even taxes. And when you have your own business, what you need to do to maintain your own business that's away from your main thing that you want to do and offer, your main product, just to run the business. So yeah, it's really easy, I think, for us to get overwhelmed and burnt out when we try and do it all and try and jam it all in. So rest and relaxation is what it's all about for me. And truly feeling and appreciating what it's like to relax is something that stems from the question that you've asked, which is, tell me about burnout and and the burnout stories that I have, because there are many. There are many points in my life where I've gotten to a point where I've had it. I just can't do it. I need to start saying no more often or often or once to a request that's put on my time or my needs because I, like so many other folks, I want to please everybody. Yeah, yeah, you need something? No problem. Oh, you want something done? Of course I can do that. Yeah, let's let's make that happen. If you really want to figure out somebody else's priorities, look no further than your email inbox. That's basically just a bunch of other people asking you for your time and your energy and your focus, when in reality, you've got your own list of priorities and things that you need to get done. So I was in New York. I'm originally from New York. I was a New York City bartender. I was working seven nights a week and wow. and working during the day as well, trying to make the transition from nightlife to, to daylight, as I like to call it. And yeah, working three jobs, you get burnt out pretty quickly. Eventually, I, I literally had to move out of New York City. My, my now wife and I were dating at the time. And I said, I have to get out of here. This is just too much. I was literally working um, three different jobs at three different places. I was a mortgage broker during the day from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., five days a week, Monday through Friday. Uh, On Monday night, I would go and MC at a place in New York City called Johnny Utah's. On Friday night, I would do the same thing. And then on Thursday, Friday night before I went to Johnny Utah's and Saturday night, I would wait tables uh, at a steakhouse. So and then in between all of that, I had to figure out life and 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 everything else that goes along with it. So yeah, needless to say, you get burnt out pretty quickly. Fast forward to today, I've a full-time career and job in what we're building within Harmony as an entrepreneur and have been for six years. We're a small outfit and we get a lot done. And that means a lot falls on my plate from the day-to-day, tech support, customer service, shipping, logistics, all the sales and marketing efforts, everything else that we do. There's there's quite a bit that goes into it. I oversee all of it. We have an amazing team that helps me do it. I have a three-year-old that you'll probably hear at some point come through that door because she doesn't understand privacy or what to do when doors are closed. Uh, She's outside with our amazing nanny. My in-laws are here to help me. So I've got some great help there too. And then of course, I have an amazing wife. And she has a full-time career as well. So we get burnt out. I was just at EDC this past weekend. If you're not familiar with that, it's Electric Daisy Carnival. We had our technology in the Artist Lounge gifting it for three days, 179,000 people, three nights in a row. And uh, we were nonstop busy. There's, I don't know, 30 or 40 sound stages. It's the largest party in America. 
by far. And, um, and it is an assault on your nervous system is probably the easiest way to put it. So that's why our technology is such a great fit there because it resets the nervous system, calms and relaxes you. It uses sound and vibration, which everybody at EDC is there pretty much to listen to. So yeah, there's there's a lot of points in time. You can even hear my voice start to pick up. I can feel anxiety building in my chest, even as I'm talking about these situations and yeah. this laundry list of things that I have to do and et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. So Craig, yeah. I mean, thank you for sharing that. And basically what I was hearing is when in the first part of the story, when you were working these three jobs, you were obviously burned out because it's too much for anybody. So before we move on to part two, I'm curious, why were you working that much? Ultimately, that's what I needed to do to make ends meet in New York City, paying New York City rent, covering a car that I had, making sure that I had a place to park at, right? Just very simply, New York. have you ever lived in New York City? Are you familiar <laughs> or know anybody who lives in New York City? I mean, yep. rents are absolutely ridiculous. I was paying at the time, I think I was only, this was at the height of it, I was only paying... I think $1,300 a month for a room that was nine feet by eight feet in a three-bedroom apartment that I shared with two other two other gals. Wow. Um, that's 72 square feet of my own space in New York City, and I was stoked on it. And it, I think my wife, my now wife and I, when we started dating, we moved into a one-bedroom in Stytown. It was $3,015 a month uh, for 750 square feet of our own space. So New York City is just an expensive place to, to live. Convenient, awesome, fun, amazing. I love it. Yeah. Go back. And you also mentioned uh, the people pleasing, mm -hmm. which on this show we refer to as being a feeler. And I'm curious, um, how did that play into, if if at all, your burnout in terms of the three jobs that you had to work on well, back in I New York? Back then, yeah. I mean, you know, I think back then. Look, I've always been a people pleaser, and and I've always wanted to take care of folks. I'm pretty capable guy. I, I know how to do lots of different things and I have a lot of friends and family and, and I love taking care of them. It's, it's a great way to serve and, and be needed and fulfill, um, fulfill on my own needs to, to be um, acknowledged and participate with my friends and family. So yeah, you know, when your friend asks you for a favor, I have a pickup truck. I get asked a lot like, Hey, can you pick this up for me? I got to move a couch. Hey, can I borrow your truck? Hey, well, of course I want to, I want to help out. Sure. Yeah, we could do that. Let's go. And it just, you can only do one thing at a time, regardless right. of what people think that they're great multitaskers and right. You're still only getting one thing done at a time. So, um, there has to be a, a, a pecking order in your priority list. And when your friends are constantly asking for things, look, if my, to my friends that are going to watch this, keep asking, I love you. I appreciate you. We'll figure it out. Right. Even now I'm still like, no, no, no. Keep asking. Keep asking. Right. Like, cause you just, you just want to take care of your friends and family. You want to help out. want to be there. Okay. Which I get. And, uh, and at the same time, there gets to be a point where it's too much. Uh -huh. And so, you know, that does contribute to burnout. And the question is, what did you learn from your burnout and what would you say you're doing differently because of it? Yeah. So all the things that you started to talk about in the very beginning are now at the top of my priority list. Um, sleep being number one, morning sunlight, exercise, nutrition, healthy food, great water, exercise. 
Um, these types of things are, are a priority in my life. Sleep being the most difficult with a three-year-old that wakes up in the middle of the night. I got woken up at one o'clock in the morning. I laid in her bed and watched her sleep from one to four. Didn't <sighs> sleep a wink. Oh, Finally got back worst. into bed at 4 a.m. and slept until eight, right? My wife and I on shifts. Huge shout out to the single parents out there that do it all. You have my love and my blessings. And super big shout out to those that have more than one child. That's like, uh, that's just crazy to me and, and awesome and amazing all at the same time. But um, yeah, it's it's a much different place for me. I now know I'm not going to get it all done in a day mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. I now know that my to-do list and the honey-do list and all the things that I have to do for business aren't going to get done today. And I now take time to rest and relax. My tech is a big part of that because I'm getting a lot done in a compressed period of time, which we'll talk about in a little while. And that's certainly a piece that's very important to me. A regular meditative practice is unbelievably important to me. And making sure that I give myself time to rest and relax, listening to my body and shutting down when it's time to shut down. Whereas before I would grab a Red Bull or a Monster or right? Something that would give me the energy to push through a third or fourth cup of coffee, right? Which of course shatters my adrenals and and messes up my cortisol levels, right? Like I just know so much more about health and wellness now. I know so much more about how my body is designed and how to replenish the very vital resources that I need for energy all the way down to the mitochondrial level. And, and now I, I just pay attention to that. I listen to my body and I give it what it needs when it needs it on a regular basis. So this is a really important point to kind of highlight for people who are listening, because, you know, you keep talking about how you've got more information, more self-awareness, things you didn't know before. And I want to say that that's just one part of the puzzle, right? It's knowing what you need to know. But then how many of us actually know, I mean, come on, like we've all heard about, you got to take care of yourself, you got to have boundaries, you got to get some sleep, right? Let's we go. all know these boundaries. things. Like, what's that for, for a feeler, right? It's like, no. Um, so, so the question is, what do you do with that information, right? Yeah. It, it's, not, it's not enough to just know what to do, but actually to implement it. Yeah. And now- you gave this perfect example of, you know, these friends calling and asking to use your truck. And I'm sure that's just like one small piece of what is pulling you in the same breath. You're kind of like, keep calling, keep calling. So talk to me about boundaries. Where does that have a place in your life? Given the fact that you've burned out multiple times. Yeah. Look, when you're doing all of the things, when you're sleeping when i get a good night's sleep like if i put my phone in in sleep mode and i put it in airplane mode and it's sitting at at 9 30 at night like it was last night and i can granted not get woken up in the middle of the night by my daughter which i don't know when that's not going to happen again but so be it here's where we are i operate way better i live in vegas sunlight's not a problem I have healthy food in my house, right? So so I'm already doing a lot of the basic blocking yeah. and tackling. Like I just don't buy unhealthy food here in the house. Mm-hmm. Now, if I go out, I might stop at a burrito joint. I might stop at a pizza place. But if I'm here in my house and I'm eating my food, I'm already setting myself up for success. And And when I'm in that mode and I'm blocking and tackling my day, setting boundaries, 
Like, for example, I got a number of friends that want to stop by during the day that either work nights, especially here in Vegas and hospitality, mm-hmm. or they work early shifts in the day. They start at 6.30 a.m. They're done by three. They want to come over at 3.30. I set up those boundaries to say, hey, I'm really best after 5.30 or 6 o'clock so that I can focus and devote that time towards work and not towards whatever it is that they want to do, whether it's hanging out and catching up or they need, you know, they need me to do something. They need to borrow my truck. They need to whatever, right? So Mm -hmm. setting up those boundaries, I think is really important when I'm well-rested, when I'm not stressed and anxious, I'm way better at that, right? When I'm sitting in a parasympathetic nervous system response, instead of a sympathetic nervous system response to get a little technical, when I'm calm and relaxed, instead of stressed and anxious, it's way easier because I have the mental capacity, the rational thinking capacity to actually make a rational decision to say, now's not a good time. Why don't you come by after 5.30 instead of me being exhausted, wiped out, burnt out, tired. And then my friend calls and says, hey, come, you know, come with me to, you know, the strip, come with me to this show, come with me. And I'm so tired and exhausted that, and I don't have the rational thinking capacity that I'm like, okay, cool, let's go. Oh yeah, come on over. And so I think, I think the important message here is when it comes to boundary setting is we sometimes think about it as saying yes or saying no. Mm-hmm. And what you're basically saying is there's something in between and it sounds more like yes, but not right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. When is the best time for me to do what you want me to do? Exactly. <laughs> right. Like exactly. I, it was really interesting. And I have like many, I th- I'm looking over to that screen. I, I think I have eight or nine email addresses right? Between work and on another business that I run and one that I share with my wife and right, my personal email address, right? So, and and these inboxes, somebody once told me, if you really want to see somebody else's to-do list, look in your inbox. And I thought that was really clever because all your email is, is people asking you for your time. Even if it's just to reply back with some information or to reply back to a meeting or something else, it's somebody else's itinerary that you're accommodating, not your own. And, and mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. I now don't check email, but once or twice a day. And Tim mm-hmm. Ferriss talked about this in the four-hour work week. Mm-hmm. And and then I was just like, oh no, I, I I read my email all day long. And and what really happens is that you get pulled from your task list, your own to-do list. So I have something here. It's called a desk board, desk board buddy, which is basically a little whiteboard that sits in front of me. And it's got my to-do list of the things that I need to get done. Uh, if you've ever seen the, uh, there's a video on YouTube, it's old school. It's like from the seventies or eighties. And it's a teacher talking about this glass jar and these big rocks and, and then, and how do you get everything in, right? The big yeah, rocks yeah, yeah. and then the smaller pebbles and then the sand and then the water, right? Yeah. Like it's about getting those big rocks, my priorities, the things I need to get done that are most important to me done first, prioritizing those and then filling in all of the other time with other people's priorities. I will say the one kink in the armor is my three-year-old daughter who doesn't understand not now, doesn't understand in a few minutes. She's getting better at it already, but like, there's nothing like being a parent that is so now and overriding the present moment, taking over the present moment, or a temper tantrum will, uh, will take over the present moment. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah. And I think we all have a version of that, whether we're working from home, whether we're working from the office, 
And whether we have a three a three year old, a pet, or yeah. just just a coworker or whatever it is, we all have a version of that that is the distraction in our workday. Yeah. And some of it is controllable and some of it isn't. And we need to figure out how to get through the day, right? Yeah. Minimize it at best. So so you went from being this really busy, super hectic lifestyle kind of a guy to now focusing on relaxation. Mm-hmm. And is, I mean, is that a coincidence or not necessarily? Oh, look, I, I think all roads lead to now, right? Like our life experience from the time we're born until this moment led us to this moment. Yeah. So without living the stressed, high activity level lifestyle, I wouldn't be able to appreciate what relaxation truly feels like. And Mm. I still think that it's my mission to teach and show people what true full relaxation feels like, to lift that veil of anxiety that we live underneath for Mm. much of our life, like sound and vibration does, to trigger the chemical cascades in the body associated with a parasympathetic or calm and relaxed nervous system response. That level of, of, ah, is, is something that a lot of people really just don't even get to experience that they, they can't sit down to meditate. They, they can't quiet their mind. They can't shift off the to-do list and sound and vibration does a great job of, of doing that because it distracts the mind and it takes the mind off of that daily to-do list in a very healthy and very calm and collected and very guided way. And I really feel it's my mission to teach people that that you too can relax, that you deserve to relax, and that you can feel relaxed. And more importantly, once you begin relaxing every day for a certain amount of time, that bleeds into and carries into the stressful times. So that once you do hit that same trigger, that same experience, that same response, your sister is doing that thing again. And even though you've talked about it at nauseum, she's still going back to him or her, or it's happening again, whatever it might be, whatever that stressful situation looks like, once you're cool, calm, and collected, you will handle that situation much better because you'll have rational thinking, your digestive system, you'll have diet and nutrition, right? You'll have a number of different things available to you that help you to make better decisions when you're in that stressful situation. Um, Okay. So, so there's lots of benefits to being in a calm, relaxed state and your specific way of getting there is through sound and vibration. So if somebody's listening to this and they're wondering, so what do I do? Do I turn on some meditation music and sit on the floor? Do I put headphones on? How would you guide us through? this. The easiest way, everybody has access to YouTube. You can hop on my YouTube channel, In Harmony Interactive, I-N-H-A-R-M-O-N-Y, In Harmony Interactive. Search for us on YouTube and you will find a playlist of our Sophigio frequency tones. There's 10 of them. They're 11 minutes long each. It's a great place to start. It's free. It's easy. You need, look, if you just have your, your speaker here on your phone, that's great. Even better set of over-the-ear headphones like you have there, high quality even if you've got AirPods or something like that, mm-hmm. fantastic. Immerse yourself in the music and give yourself a timeout. Literally close your eyes. And the only directive that I have for you is to lose yourself in the music. 
Mm. Explore the music with your mind, what you're hearing, close your eyes. If you got a weighted eye mask or something you can put over your eyes, even if you just took a blanket or a shawl and, and rested over your eyes, putting some weight on your eyelids. Um, that's putting weight on the vagus nerve. Vagus nerve connects all of your major organs to the brain. Um, putting weight on your eyes actually sends triggers to, through the vagus nerve to relax the body. So closing your eyes, taking off your shoes, putting them up on the couch, that also sends triggers to the body to relax. This is all free. This is all stuff that you can just do to enjoy it and to teach your body how to relax by giving yourself time, 11 minutes. I promise you have 11 minutes throughout the day to do this. If you can do it in the morning, great. You can do it in the afternoon, super. If you can do it at night before you go to bed, even better. If you fall asleep, that's okay. Do it while you're falling asleep, doing it while you're taking a nap, but giving yourself 11 minutes throughout the day will help you to then take that experience into the stressful situation like traffic or construction, somebody taking too long to check out in front of you at the grocery store, whatever it might be. So I've got a couple of questions for you. So one is why 11? It's a great question. I like the numerology, right? So when you look, so there's a formal body of research that governs what, what we do. It's called vibroacoustic therapy, vibro, vibration, acoustic sound. We're talking about vibration and sound. And the therapy is its impact on our physiology, our neurology, our anatomy. And this body of research goes back to the late 1970s. A gentleman by the name of Olav Skill started the work. You can hop on my website, which you'll put in the show notes, and you'll find a science and research page where you can dig in to the science and research. But it's basically how do specific frequencies impact our neurology, our physiology, and our anatomy? And what he talks about in his research is 23 minutes is the, the prime location. I don't start with 23 minutes because that sounds like a really long time. So I cut it in half. I actually said, I like 22 minutes instead of 23. So we're going to do 22 minutes. And then 11 minutes was just a natural progression. We also have tracks in our app that are 11 minutes, 22 minutes, 33 minutes, 66 minutes, hmm. going up to two hours and two seconds. Wow. Um, again, just like the, just like, I just like the numerology, but yes. people are like, I don't have 22 minutes. Okay. Everybody has 11 minutes. And really, I have a track that's two minutes and 22 seconds. You can start there if you really mm -hmm. want to. Formally, it takes 22 minutes for the chemical cascades to trigger, to shift you from stressed and anxious to calm and relaxed. But start with 11 minutes and I promise you'll feel better and you'll feel a shift and you'll feel different. You lay down on the couch, you close your eyes, you put some weight on your eyes, you put these headphones on, you listen to a track, I guarantee you, you're going to wake up at the end of that feeling more rested, feeling better, feeling calmer, feeling more relaxed and feeling like you can take on more throughout the day. Amazing. So, I mean, if you're listening to this, I'm going to challenge everybody to find 11 minutes at least once. I just want you to try it once. Yeah. Go to YouTube, get the video, get the headphones or however you want to do it and just try it once. I really would love to hear from people who are doing this, what was your experience? I think a lot of times we decide in advance, this isn't going to work for me. And we're afraid often of sitting with our own mind, but there's a lot of science behind this. So I want people to try it. And I want you to then write and let us know, what did you like? What did you not like? Did it work? What did you notice? So just being, as I always like to say, a researcher and trying things out and not letting your hypotheses get in the way. Fantastic. So 
So this is really cool. Um, obviously a little different and I'm curious to try it. I'll definitely be going on your YouTube and I'll be checking it out myself. So Craig, uh, thank you so much for the work that you do. My pleasure. And for coming on the show to share it with the rest of us. And um, obviously people are going to get a link to your website, a link to YouTube. Um, anything else you'd like to share about anything else that would be a value for them? Yeah. So look, the first is awareness. And it's one of the reasons why I love this topic. I love this podcast. I love the education that you're sharing. Then comes the action, just like we talked about before. I love the challenge of asking people to take the time to lay on the couch, to listen to the track. There's always other levels to this. If you want to go deeper, if you want to increase the efficacy of the tech, we are a furniture manufacturer and technology company. I'm the one that's on the other side of all of our socials. If you want to talk to me, you can just send us a message on Instagram, uh, a comment on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Twitter, you name it. We're there in Harmony Interactive, and I would love to connect with you. I'd love to connect with anybody in the audience. And uh, any questions that you have that are specific to your situation, I'd love to be a resource as well. So anything that I can do to help, I'm here to serve and I'm super grateful to be here and thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you so much, Craig, for being here. And we already know that you're a people pleaser. So people take him up on this offer because <laughs> he is going to be there for you. I promise. <laughs> all right. Very cool. Now, uh, for all of you thinkers out there, what did you think of the show? If you are a feeler, how did hearing this make you feel? And for all you doers, what are you going to do based on what you've heard? Now, regardless of what your personality code is, my goal is to spread the word that burnout is a unique experience. And by decoding it, you can find solutions that are equally unique to you. Help me spread this message by subscribing to the show on Apple or Spotify and leaving us a review telling us what you think, feel, or do differently because of the show. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can also leave me a comment or questions to answer in future episodes. And please recommend the show to anyone struggling with burnout. If you're ready to take the next step with me to DYB, go to decodeyourburnout.com and I'll see you right back here next week. Bye, everybody.